I have a uh, mic on right back on. I'm uh, so excited because uh, I guess I had you on a little over a year ago. And uh, it was just like cool because I saw your album and then I, I got you on. And it was so cool just to like see you. And then I went up through, I told you this, I went through my uh, like analytics and I saw that your episode was like one of the highest, was the highest <laughs> like listened to. So I was like, okay, he must have a big audience. <laughs> <laughs> you know better than I do, honestly. I'm just, yeah, good, yeah, 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 good. Yeah, I saw your, uh, and then I checked out your, you know, your Facebook, and what's very tough is you're similar to me, is that you don't, you don't seem to put a whole lot of your stand-up out online. Is that like a conscious thing of like, you want people to kind of come see you and see the act? Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little old school, I guess, in that way, which it doesn't, I don't know, I don't think it's. I don't know. I, I prefer it more. It's like I'm I'm much better with come see me in person. I don't really. I think I think internet is a false impression of people. Right. Uh, they they put up their best. They put up, you know, like a, most of the ones I actually see end up being like a little crowd work. Right. Or something, but it's never like a real representation. So I'm, I always think I'm better in 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 person. I'm more fun. It's just, it's, it's, you get to actually see the material and, and instead of seeing somebody frame it the way they want to. Just let the, right. the way it is exist. I always find that to be more fun. Yeah, it can be so hard, you know, to put stuff up because you want to put up your best stuff, but you don't want to put up, you don't want to ruin, like, your material that you have that you're, you know, working on and putting out. And you, so I think it's, I prefer it that way. And it is so tough nowadays. I wanted to get into that a little bit later, actually, was uh, the whole crowd work thing has sort of blown up. I guess it's always been sort of a part of the internet culture of stand-up in recent years, but for, it seems like in this past year, it's just been crazy how much more popular it's gotten. And I always have, I've talked about it before, I have a terrible uh, um, attitude towards it, because I'm like, if the audience was funny, they'd be up here and I'd be watching. <laughs> it's like... I believe, yeah, I feel that same way. I just don't tell them because I don't want to. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to upset their nerves at the moment. But like, I'll, I'll let you know. Like, you, if you were good enough to do this, you'd be up here. Right. And it's like I understand the importance of it sometimes because you want to make the audience feel comfortable, and like right. a part of it in a way. But I think it's hard, especially for my case, because I'm like I've been crafting this material for eight years. What is this other person like? <laughs> gonna do that's gonna you know take away from that it's like a very selfish always, thing in my case i always find it amazing how many people like legitimately think they're helping right and so also i find that to be amazing yeah and also i think it gives off a wrong impression too of everything that we try to do because i feel like especially like i have i have such like i've talked about this a bunch lately is i have a big problem with like comedy clubs especially how they're run in my state of New Jersey, the very few that we have, and it's already so tough already. You're already dealing with drunk boomers. It's like, how how am I supposed to deal with that? Like, if I go to an underground show or like these open mics that have shows, like the good thing is people are there to see comedy and they kind of know it enough to not yeah. be dicks and ruin it and be like, but a lot of people, like with audiences, and you probably see this a lot, is you kind of have like have to teach an audience to be an audience if that makes sense with a lot of stand up. Yeah. Like it's it takes like a growing period in the pe in like the 
the opening stages of a show. And that can be really tough, you know, especially like just trying to get that because you're trying to get control of the room and show that you have a mastery of the craft of just getting people like comfortable to know that you're, you're good at it. You're like, you're like, I don't need anything else. I can sort of set the table. Uh, but yeah, they really know, and I get we get that a lot. Um, like, cause down here, especially in, in Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. uh, which is not New Orleans, right? Uh, it's it's this town isn't comedy is not its main attraction, right? Um, so yeah, the crowds are they're better than they used to be, but they're not groomed for comedy. Like uh, a cover band will always beat out a comedy show. Right, um, that makes sense. So. Yeah, so, but yeah, people, I mean, I get it. It's the familiarity. You know the songs. They don't have to be great. You something you can sing to. The town just wants to drink and hang out. Right. Uh, but sometimes, like comedy, you have to listen. You have to pay attention. You have to get it. But a lot of them, it's almost like a battle. It's A, a lot of it's a how dare you interrupt my drinking. Right. With your with your art. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so they fight back. They will fight back. But, like, if you can do it right, you can win them over. Or, at worst... Well, not at worst, but almost at worst, you can walk them, and then I really don't care. Right. Uh, you can leave. I mean, I, I, that used to be at worst, but, you know, now at worst is somebody comes towards the stage. But, right. Uh, that's a new thing, too. I always yeah, used to say, real. you know, it's, it's, so, it's so weird. Whenever people used to, like, ask me for whatever advice I could give, the only thing I would always say is, it can hurt you financially to do comedy. It can hurt you, like, you know... <laughs> Like, schedule-wise and, like, emotionally, it can hurt you with, like, bombing and stuff. But you'll never get hurt physically. Can't say that anymore. Nope. <laughs> like, like, I can't, you know, I'm not a confrontational person at all. And I think, like, that's kind of the, like, interesting thing is I always talk about how comedy sort of becomes, like, your superpower once you learn that you have it as a teenager or whatever. You sort of, you think it can fix everything. You're like, oh, if I'm in a bind, if someone's giving me a hard time, I can make light of this situation, make something like, and then you think, oh, shit, there's a catch to that as like, I'm a smaller dude, so like, I really am like worried sometimes, but like, okay, I gotta be like careful <laughs> now. Yeah, man, well, it's weird, like, uh, cause I'm, I'm a bigger dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not six five or right. crazy, but like, I'm a big dude. Yeah. Right, so. Sometimes you get people who are okay with thinking they can come at you. Right. And like, I'm also non-confrontational. Yeah, I exactly. So, I don't know. There's a, a thing with, like, bigger dudes, they're either straight-up lunatics who like crushing things. Right. Or they're like me who, from a young age, are told, hey, you can hurt somebody. Right. Uh, so, like, that sticks with you your whole life. That makes sense. older, like, I'm, I'm just non-confrontational. I don't want to start nothing. But, I mean... I'll, I'll finish it. Like, that's, right. And I don't, I don't like getting in the, that's never been a good place for me. Right. Uh, I've been there. I don't like uh, whiteouts. <laughs> so, they're not fun. So, I've tried to keep, I mean, comedy is one of the things that's helped me from not losing my entire mind, but also, mm-hmm. it gets me close to it. Yeah, I don't know if I talked about this with you the last time I had you on, but the one thing that I love about, I don't know, the call it your style or whatever, I love the inflections that you do. I love how you're, you're great at, like, pronunciation and, like, like, you'll say a word, like, you have this bit on your album, the, uh, the one about the autistic kid, you seeing his, penis, his dick, 
And the way you say big in that whole entire thing, it's like, it's like I've never seen someone or like heard someone like emphasize a word, like make it from page to stage of like bold lettering of like big, <laughs> like if that makes sense. I was like, that's really impressive to do that with your voice. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's something that's interesting. You didn't start out conscious. I usually, I, I mean, I just do that because I, I, I find that I... When I read things, you can have it all flat, but like that's just you have to put some kind of flexion on it. So I just always, yeah, I, I always I look at words different. Like if I'm yeah. reading physical words, it just or how somebody else would say it, or, or just it, it all can't be flat. It just it's no it's no right emphasis to it. So it's I mean, and finding the words that aren't normally heightened tend to it makes me laugh. Is what you yeah. Say. Like, of course, yeah. Yeah, so I mean that's so yeah. You find a weird spot that is an uncommon spot, and then yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I, it's, I don't really consciously have a style, but like yeah, I do those things because nobody else does them, right? And I enjoy them, and it makes me laugh. Like if I can get all those things, then you got a bit basically. Yeah. Uh, so it's and it's it's almost cheap because you know it's I don't know. I try not to like lean in on curse words because that's it's boring. Oh like, yeah, for it's, sure. It's, you know, you can say bitch as loud as you want, fuck or anything, and it's just okay, cool. I've heard it before, but like, I don't know if you can make tacos sound fun, then yeah, it's good. It's I also, it's, it's more I also love how, like, I don't know if you still do this, but when you talk about like food and stuff, it's always great. <laughs> like the comparisons <laughs> to food is like I was listening to uh, the bit you did where you're talking about like. Uh, you're, like, comparing things to, uh, like, food and, like, sex, like, snacks, or, like, you know, when someone picked, like, the, like, a traditional part of, like, a snack, you'd call it, like, missionary position, I was, like, oh, that's so great, like, just the... Yeah, it always just, yeah, it's, yeah, that was just, like, a, I think that kind of came up just out of a freestyling on stage, but it, did, it, did, it just tended to work, like, you know, some people just, it's really, like... I don't know, some people have exotic foods, it's like, who are you as a person? Uh, like, what do you, what do you get into that just want to eat right. raw, raw oysters all the time? Like, you're, you're, you got some other shit going on. Right. But I just made it more relatable with snacks or something. Yeah. Like, I, I have, I, I tend to talk about food a lot sometimes. Yeah. And I try not to turn into Gaffigan or anything, but. No, right, I mean, I'm a huge Gaffigan guy, so like, and the thing that's funny to me is like, also, as an adult, like, I'm going to be, uh. 30 in December, and the funny thing is, like, I still eat candy and stuff, and it's like, you know, that's sort of a relatable thing still in comedy. Like, I see a lot of comedians my age, and, like, like around your age, are, like, talking about it still. And it's like, yeah, it's a major part of our life still, even though we think, like, oh, that's kind of a childish thing. It's like, no, we eat candy still. <laughs> no, candy is, I mean, we do that. Like, not everybody goes through rehab, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I still have a life experience. I still exist. Right. Like, a lot of that is snacks. And, uh, yeah. That uh, works. So, like, that's, I mean, that's how you just, I don't know. I think, I feel like a lot of people think they need to have some weird experience to, like, be funny. It's like, right. sure, you have a weird experience, but, but like, nobody lives that life. So right. that relatable? It's like being relatable. And the one thing that's really cool, the other thing that uh, I like that you do that, I often do that's hard is, uh, exaggeration can be really, really tough because like even comedians will take you seriously on stuff that you think is absurd. Like, 
Like, I think a lot of my act is absurdist, and it's tough because, like, I have to, like, I'm also not good with social cues because of my autism and stuff, so it's like, how do I, like, you know, it's it can be tough sometimes of, like, they know I'm kidding. <laughs> they know this is a crazy uh, situation that I made out in this joke <laughs> that I obviously don't... <laughs> Don't believe it. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, I just, I just wondered if you had that. Yeah, you never say that, but it's like it's it's good to like never say that because it just it fits yeah, into that. Why would you say that? <laughs> right, right. So, but we understand you're on stage telling jokes. There is hyperbole and exaggeration in that. Yeah, it has to be. It's how you write the story? That's how the Bible exists. Yeah, right? I mean, uh, also, I think it's very similar to I saw I saw through just like scrolling through your social media stuff. You're a wrestling fan. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a wrestling fan too, and like. I think there's a lot of, you know, just you get similarities with that through, like, you learn sort of stage presence a lot through that. Like, it's very similar in that way of being able to, like, realize, like, you don't play a character on stage ever, really, like, either of us. But you sort of fall into, like, things that would make sense for the gimmick of who you are as a comedian. Like, I'm very, my stuff is very much, uh... Like, I don't have, I always talk about how I don't have stage fright, I have social anxiety, and I lean into that. So it's like, if I can just, you know, talk in a way that makes it more fitting to that, but not too gimmicky, or like, into like, a character of it, that's just my biggest thing, is trying to be authentic, but trying to be like, still funny and silly with it. Right, I never wanted to be a character, but I always found it funny, it was like, what's your stage name? I'm like, it's Mike, not right now. <laughs> right. Like, but there is a, there's a difference between like stage mic and like off stage. Mic. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I'm I'm on stage, but like you can you can still take those. You can talk to stage mic. You can talk to off stage mic if you see him on stage. It's fine. Right. But you're not. I'm not cracking jokes all the time, and I'm not like I've never been like silly or corny. Right. At all. But like I will crack like we you know just talking to people. But also I, I don't want to be. Uh, I'm not a clown. So. Right, exactly. No, I have to get that across to people sometimes. Yeah, so. it's Some fully... Because like it. it's fully what you do. Like, that's a very hard thing about stand-up is, like, there's... There's authenticity in it that's wrapped around, like, the fake authenticity of being on stage and performing. And it can be so tough. Like, especially I can imagine, you know, you're around, you know, the party scene of Baton Rouge where you are and you talk about that. Like... I can imagine how it could be, like, tough to grab people and then be like, okay, this is what I what I am. It's cool what you brought up earlier that you don't really, like, it doesn't bother you walking out people anymore. I can totally relate to that in that that doesn't really happen to me, but I can, I always have this, like, if I put something online, like, now, I know it's good. Like, I'm not going to post a video where the audience isn't laughing, because then you can, you can totally, like, call me out on my shit for that. But, like, if I already did well in the room and I'm sharing it, it's a bonus that I'm sharing it online. It's like, and that's the way I feel in general. It's like, if, if like a majority of the room is laughing, then you kind of feel like you already won in a sense. You're like, okay, 
you're, okay, they got what I'm, <laughs> what I'm going yeah. for. It's, uh... Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't want, I, yeah, I don't want, I don't, I don't want people, I don't mind if they walk. You don't mind if I they walk, a, right. No, because you don't like it, you don't, I mean, No, you, you don't. don't like it, but I'm, but you make that choice. If you want to sit there and be mad, or whatever, sorry, like, I'm on stage. Like, yeah. Play, uh, but I'm on stage, so... Right. You, that's all I mean. You know, I had a, I always had a, uh, I fuck with people too, like not in a bad way, but in a like, if I know you, if you're giving me shit, I'm gonna give you shit. Back. I'll make my, I'll make my set about you. Right. Or could I'll you involve you in it? And you can, and usually, well, I always had this like the Mike Tyson mentality of like, I'm gonna fuck you till you love me. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So like, and like, and like, if you get the audience on your side, they're either gonna get super mad or they're gonna get on board. Right. And like that's. Yeah, and I think audiences, for the most part, they love, like, if you're in a good comedy audience, comedy audience, I just don't know why I said that, connected, <laughs> but, like, if you're in a good comedy audience, I feel, like, they'll be on the comedian side, like, for the most part, because they want it to be a good night, and they want it to be, so it can be, like, a good thing when they're on your side, and you can be like... Right. Okay, this brings the like. You can just have deja vu the room to be like, this is you know they're on my side now, and right. it's always and fun. It's a bunch of your material too. Like I don't, I don't do anything to antagonize. Right. Or I don't, I don't pick on anybody like in a, in a mean way. Like look at you with your stupid hat. Oh, know. I'm the same. Like, I'm the same way. Yeah. And it's tough because yeah, I, I, I uh, <clears throat> I'm in New Jersey, which is like in the tri-state of like New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, like. New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like, that's all that, that's a big popular thing in comedy is a lot of older comics doing that, like, making fun of people in the audience and, like, you're going to get roasted if you're in the front row. I'm like, I'm not like that. I'm like, I talk about me and not in a way of, like, I also like, have to be self-conscious of it to be, like, do observational jokes, do stuff that's not, you know, just totally focused on yourself. But it's, like, that's a tough thing that I deal with is, like, trying to make it, uh like, revolve around everyone instead of being like, oh, just come here and shout my life story at you for <laughs> five minutes. Right. And be yeah, like, I don't like talking about myself that much, so... Right. Uh, yeah, I'm just... I don't, I, I'm not a good roast comic. I'm doing roast and, with knowing that, like, I'm just... I'm doing another show. But... Right. I don't intend to win roast. I don't like them. They, they're annoying. Yeah, they can be. Because, because it's like... It's never really good material. No. It's just... It's just bad observations. And it Sometimes tricks they, you. It's so funny and it's fine, but they usually just like, you look dumb. It's just, yeah. It's the basic stuff. It's never like something clever. And it tricks you because you think it's a good writing exercise. You're like, oh, I'm going to get so mm -hmm. much good writing out of it. But the thing that's like weird with roast humor is it's very much like it works better when you know the person. Like, yeah. you know, it can be so weird. Like I'll do these roast battles and they're very popular. Like in my scene, they actually do like a, they actually have a fun mix. It's called Comedy Fight Club. They actually do a really fun, like, pro wrestling style mix to it, which is really cool. But, like, the thing that's tough is, like, okay, they're going to put you up against someone you don't know. And it's like, okay, if I don't know that person, it's going to be awkward after because we just spent our whole entire first time meeting each other, writing jokes about each other. <laughs> and then it's like, you want to face off against your friends. And it's like the people that you know because... You probably know this, like when you hang out with comics in a certain amount of comics, you have that that uh, that appeal already with them, that that rap, that 
rap report with them where it's like report, report with them not a strong thing of the word of like you have that of like okay this is what these traits are that we know of each other that he can bounce off of and uh, yeah so that's a,
It's a guy, yeah, it's a, it's a guy down here. Um, he's... Actually, you, you bring it up. I just, yesterday, we filmed... Actually, the last two weeks, we've been filming for the next season of the show. It's a children's show. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, it's a children's show. Uh, it's, it's really good, like, as far as children's shows go, it's great. It's like a, I mean, it's Sesame street S, but it's not, like, basic, like, math, learning, you know, reading. Mm-hmm. It's a arts, it's called Ziggy's Arts Adventure. Um, it's filmed, they filmed it with our local public television station, uh, and with hopes of getting it on PBS. Oh, that's um, cool. Along, uh, along the way. So, yeah, it's good, but it's, it's a, it's an arts adventure show where, like, it's, yeah, like I said, it's not about, like, Use your ABC to add a count to 12, but it's, uh, yeah, it's like, here's his art, how it works, how different people examine art, um, how you do it. Uh, the whole premise, I'm just going to uh, this guy, Clay, Clay Ashe, is his whole baby. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's about an alien that lands on earth in this junkyard with this junkyard band. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm really proud of it. Yeah, I do it. It's the first time I've ever done anything like that. I do the voice for one of the characters. Uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. I like the energy of it for kids. It's yeah. not pandering. That sounds cool because uh, I think that's one of the greatest things to do, like as a comedian or as an artist at all, is to do something that's focused for an audience like that and make it not like corny. You're like you're like this is actually like good. Like besides being right. whatever its target audience is. This is like something that I don't feel like I've, you know, I've stripped away anything that, you know, or went against any of my values as a performer. Because that can be tough, you know, you're just like, you know, the the things you, you approach. So it's really cool to have that that thing. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We just, yeah, we filmed season two, we spent the last two weeks doing that. Um, it's, it, it was fun. I'm tired. My arm hurts. I oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Jim, Jim Henson was a beast. Because, like, holding that, holding that stuff up for any amount of time is rough. Oh, yeah. I can imagine just, like, thinking of that. And the, yeah. the physicality, yeah, it is, it is insane. Like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, so the other thing, uh, I saw you were doing a lot of shows with uh, Kevin Farley. Is that still, like, was that, is that recent or is that... Something that's been that was a, done. About a month ago. Yeah, he came. He uh, he came through town. He came through. He went to Lafayette. It's like an hour away from me <laughs> in Baton Rouge. Yeah, he came to Lafayette. Uh, um, uh, featured for him. Uh, good show. Good dude. Real good dude. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard good things about him. Yeah, that's uh, it's it, the funniest thing is like so like him and him and Chris were close in age and they hung out a lot. Yeah. Um. So like you see, and just his natural. Mannerisms is very what we all saw with Chris. Right. Uh, and you see, and then you see, like that's just their existence. Like that's how they grew up and lived and talked to each other and everybody else. It's just, it's not. Yeah, it was less. Just thinking like that it was when Chris Farley did it was less of like a bit, and like that's just him being him. Right. Uh, so yeah, he was just real cool, real normal. Uh, <laughs> they have uh, who was here. Um, yeah, it was in Lafayette, and what's his name? The MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. It's an MMA fighter from here. I can't remember his name right now, which is, I'm, I apologize. Uh, he fought Conor McGregor a bunch of animals. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, they've had a lot of beef. He's 
got a Cajun name. He's from here. He was actually at the show too. And Kevin Foley was like, "Is that, that him? Oh, Dustin Poirier. That's it. I'm sorry. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. So he was like, "That's Dustin Poirier." I was like, "Yeah." He lives like twenty minutes away from here. <laughs> he was like, "That dude's like good, right?" He was like, "Yeah, he's super good." Wow, that's crazy. I was like, "You know, your this is your show, by the way." Uh, you just like, <laughs> just like that's really cool. He was like, "Yeah." You can't have a Carly. Uh, that's cool, too. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I did that. Uh, before, I had, like, like, a week before that, I opened for uh, Joe DeRosa. That was fun. Oh, that's awesome. I love Joe DeRosa. Yeah. That's that's so cool Joe just to hear. Like, like one yeah, of the coolest... Yeah. I don't mean to up to One of the coolest things in comedy has been for me is just, like, everyone that I've sort of heard about, like, I've heard very... Very few stories, like, little at all of people being dicks, like, that are at that upper, higher level. Like, uh, I don't know if you've, you've probably heard of him as, uh, um, Gianmarco Cerezzi. I had him on the podcast, and I had him on, you know, and it was so funny, because I had him on, because I had a feeling that he was gonna, like, pop big, and then, uh, when I had him on, three weeks after he is, he, he got his Comedy Central, he like half out half hour and he got like his late night stuff it was just like so cool and when i talked to him he was just like he treated me like even though we're in different levels he, he treated me as a comic which was really really cool and that's what i've had with this podcast is having people like you on it's just like i've never really had an experience where people sort of like big dog you or anything they're just like they view you in the same and it seems like when you, when you had uh the thing with farley like he just sort of and Joe DeRosa, I, th- I would assume, like, they just sort of embraced you right away. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, no, it's, I, I picked Joe up from the airport. So, and, like, so I drive him an hour back to town. Right. And, like, he's just chilling, making phone calls. Like, he's not being, he's not better than it. He's just sitting in the car. Right. Talking. Like, it, it's, I don't know, he didn't feel forced to talk to me, which is fine with me. Like, right. I don't need to, I'm not big on small talk. We're, right. We're just in a car. Nobody needs whatever. So, like, I, I was real good. But he was, yeah, he wasn't a dick. He, was, he wasn't like, oh, your car is stupid. Nah, nah, he was super cool. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, so he's just a good defender. Like, everybody, I think Joe gets a bad rap until you meet him or know him. <laughs> he's just, he hates everything. Right, so, yeah. Okay. His, uh, but I, I think that, that can make a lot of sense, you know, with that sort of, you know, that's sort of a different thing. I noticed with you with a lot of your stuff, and I mean, you probably get asked this. I didn't want to say it too much because you probably get asked this in interviews a whole bunch. Is your comedy style being very more positive? Like, there, there is that, that thing to it. Is that a conscious thing to you that your stuff is more positive based than, than others? Uh, if that makes sense? Kind of, I, I find it, well, it, it yeah, to a extent. I find, uh, I find that a lot of things are negative, so I'm trying to look at the different viewpoint. Right. Uh, so I'm going to take, I'm trying to, but I'm not, you know, I don't do great. Like, I have all my anxieties and little idiosyncrasies in life, and like, right. I'm not doing great, but there's no need for me to put that energy towards anybody else. Right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put my internal garbage on you. So I'm always going to try and find a, positive spin. And it is an exercise in my own head of just trying to, like, alright, so this sucks. Right. Now, 
how to make it, that's garbage. Right. Um, and so that's, yeah, so I guess it comes across that way. Like, no. You'll take a social situation, like the one thing that I love, you don't take an awkward social situation and you just, you just run with it in a really fun way. Like, mm-hmm. it's just really, I just, uh, I hate to talk about this if it's not like in your current act, but like the, the, because uh, it's probably from years ago maybe, but the, I was listening to the bit that you did about, um, uh, like, kid, like parents like telling their kids to be like afraid of you, and I was like, the way you just like went through that whole entire like scenario of each thing, it's just like it got sillier, but it got like it stayed in that same realm of like you could get really annoyed by that, you could get really bit offended by that, or you could just take turn it on its side and make it really silly, and that's what you did. Right. Uh, well, yeah, getting annoyed or angry at it doesn't change it. Like, so I might as well find, like, it's not, hey, it's not cool. Right, no. But, like, yeah, might as well just, like, and it's also kind of like, well, this is how stupid you are. Right. This kid, like, that's real dumb, here's why. Right. Uh, Here's how how dumb you sound. Right. Um, And I think people love, people love to hear that people take, when people take advantage of a situation. Because I think that's the main thing with, like, audiences. It's like, if you create sort of a protagonist sort of thing, not not purposefully, but it just happens. I think what the comedian said is like, we we want to hear them overcome something. And it's like, if you can do that in a comedic way, it's always so, so fun to see. Of just like, you know, you win that exchange or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. it's it's so cool. Uh, I've always been, I always like out clevering if I can out clever you with your dumb, like, that's how the whole album name came yeah. about. Like, people call me shit at night, and I'm like, ah, no. Split <laughs> in the afternoon. Like, that's just how it's Right. So it's like, a, and then I walk away while they try to figure it out. <laughs> it's also how I escape from things. It's like, gotcha, and I'm out. <laughs> right. And I think, like, that's the main thing with convenience, too. Like, to me, it's like, that's, that's sort of what happens is, I think a lot of it is, a lot of it is, you know, self-preservation of, like, okay, I can make this one little jab and just like get away and just be like, or turn it in my direction. It's like, it's always fun when you can change that direction of how people th- see things. And right. it's yeah, always cool to get that. That's the best way. It's just like, you, everybody has preconceived notions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, whether, whether, whether they realize it or not, it's just, they, they don't know the other side, so they believe the side they know. Right. So, you give them the other side, and then they can make that judgment. They'll laugh about it, and they'll be like, "Hey, I never thought of it that way." Right. And, yeah, that's that's usually my favorite. Like, huh? I never thought that. Is, and I'm like, that's all my brain does. Right. That I can help. Yeah. So um, I uh. Um. So are you still able to watch comedy like from a regular comedy fan perspective, or? Do you like st- get stuck in like analyzing and like stuff like that when you, when you watch? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I analyze um, mm-hmm. terribly. Uh, um, yeah. And it's 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 not like just because for whatever reason, like I think it just comes to a thing as a comedian where you just you've heard you hear a joke and it's usually something you like. I've just got a ton of information just right. soaking it in. So I've heard that bit. So I've heard. A similar bit, and I've heard it better. So subconsciously, or whatever, either way, consciously, I'm just like, all oh, you. It always frustrates me. This is wrong of me. I shouldn't. I'm not gonna 
tell another comic what to do with the disc, period. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, you are right there to a killer. Like, you are right there. Like, you are missing this little, just a little, just a little right there. You just, I think you need to put it on stage more, and then it'll be right. Uh, right. But that's mostly for, like, the open micers. Yeah. Or, you know, com- other comics. Like, the, the pros, I mean, I do the same thing, but, like, what are you going to tell them? Yeah. Right. Like, you know, it's funny. uh, You have that bit about uh, the um, doing something sexual for, you know, money when you're a kid. That that question that you always get. And I know uh, Pete Holmes has a joke like that. Mike Lawrence has a joke like that. And there's a comedian friend of mine that I just had on the podcast too, Cody Webb. He has the same sort of joke. And all you guys, you all do the joke separately. It's all, it's not stealing from each other. It's a similar premise, but it's not, they're all different, taken from a different route. And I love that. I love how it's just like, it might be the same topic, but it pulls you in so many different directions of what people can bring to it. And I think that's one of the coolest things about comedy. It's just like, you might understand certain, like, you know, comedians might have the same joke about like airplanes or being, or traveling or whatever, but everyone has their own perspective that it sort of melts into. And I think that's one of the greatest things is when you can set that, that far apart. Because to me, I'm, I'm always, like with me, my thing is I, I don't like to do uh, a lot of um, topical humor. Like I don't do that because I always, my, my feeling is if, if they're doing it on late night in the monologue, like I'm not going to touch it. Like, you know, it's just like I want to go to weirder abstract places. But part of me is like I need to write more like political or current stuff just to like I don't know, fit in or get good at it, but it's just never been my my style. Do you do any of that? Are you a, are you like it, a... It, depend, it depends on the topic, on the topicalness, how topical it is. If it's one of those things, it's just like so, it's unavoidable. Like nobody could really avoid like the insurrection. You know right, I mean? exactly. Uh, that, like you could, that's, it's weird to not say something, but like it's also, you have to understand that that joke is, has an expiration date. Yeah, of course. Uh, and that's a lot of things with the topical jokes. So a lot of people live off of those, but like that has an expiration date. So yeah, how much? And if you if you don't know that, that's weird. If you do know that, you know you can't put forth too much effort because it's gonna die. Like, yeah, it's one thing to do like you can do. I did like a Trump bit for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I had four years. I knew I had at yeah. least four years to work to have that thing be of any use. Uh, maybe it depends. Yeah, on you know, but like it's it has buttons. It's just it's not like it's it. It has an expiration. Know that and work with that. Right. Um, but like people who still, I've I've heard people recently do Clinton jokes, and I'm like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> right. It's like, are we in a time machine now? <laughs> like, yeah, what's, what's going on? But, like, but yeah, those are that's weird. But yeah, there's that's the I feel like topical. I mean, topical humor has an expiration. So if you're you're either putting forth too much too much effort for something that's not gonna last, or you're putting no effort, so it's 
So therefore, it's not going to be that good. So right. I think it's, as far as like if you're at an open mic uh, or something, or if it's yeah, if it's too, I don't know. I don't I don't want it captured in time because it just has no. It's I mean it has no staying power. It just doesn't. It's, it it will not hold up well because it can't. Right. You know. So it, it's it's just. That, so yeah, I don't really use them a lot unless like an open mic or something. Or right. Something. Just to kind of. Do you still? Talking, just something to get. I want to get the right perspective because I never. You know, it's it's so funny when you watch, when you go through a comedian like you see your page and stuff. You never know like okay, is it mostly shows that they're doing? Is it mostly like where they're sort of going? Are you still doing a lot of open mics? Like some. Some. I do open mics when I have something to say, uh, something new I want to try. Yeah, I don't. I go to open mic sometimes just to like see, but I don't. I don't, I don't do them as much. I really right. just because it's. I find it weird to like do. Uh, show material at an open mic, just like a regular thing. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I do it to work on it to tighten it up to like if I got a new tag I want to try, sure. But like, so people who just go just to go on stage and waste five minutes, just like it's not. Right, and you know you want. I, I imagine, you know, I'm in this place now, like, still being in that open mic stage. You get to that point where you you sort of rush past it. Not rush past it, but you get stuck in that mode of, like, oh, the five minutes is very, uh, like, it's just, like, castrating in a way to your act. You're just like, oh, I have so much more to talk about, you know, in this five-minute stretch. I eat more shit at an open mic now than, I, than ever, like... It's it's so much it's so weird because it's just like it doesn't make sense. It's just like it's so bad. I I don't like them, but like in a show, I'm doing great. Yeah. Like an open mic, it's just it's a whole different vibe. Then you got open mics are all people who bring their friends. Right. So exactly. They don't like. They don't know. No. They don't like open mics are never. You know, especially like the funny thing that the way that I always sort of talk about open mics is uh, like, have you ever seen the movie Dodgeball before? Yeah, you know how, like, they have, like, the coach come in, and he's like, is, it, and he asks, is he weird? And it's like, no, and then he acts all weird, and he's like, well, not weird for us. It's like the same thing with open mics. It's like, you'll bring a friend to an open mic, which you should never do, and they'll be like, wow, that was terrible. And then you'll be like, no, you should have been here two weeks ago. That was terrible. <laughs> this was okay. <laughs> it was like, you know, but it's tough, you know. I always... Since COVID happened, I haven't really, you know, gotten booked on a whole lot of shows. It's tough, so, like, trying to get back into that. And the thing that's tough is, like, I wanted to ask you about this with writing your... When you sort of worked on your your first album, the Splint Afternoon thing, how long did that sort of take? Was that, like, a culmination of your entire, like, time as a comedian, or was that just, like, recent jokes? No, it was, uh, kind of both. I mean, I mixed in newer jokes with, like, I just, and got to a point where I had so much material mm-hmm. that I just wanted to, I basically pulled, like, a Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. Like, I had so many rhymes in my head, and I wrote them all down, and that was the last time I wrote down anything. Right. But, like, it wasn't, it was mostly, like, I had so many things that were in my head, like, that, this that I'd done for years. Right. That I didn't do anymore, but they were still good. But I didn't, I don't like doing old bits. I like newer stuff. Yeah. I just wanted to get, I just wanted to get them out. And down and retire them basically from my head, from my act. Right. Uh, so that's that was the way it happened. So I mean, like the actual the actual recording was like an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and then we whittled it down to like fifty something minutes. Ah, uh, yeah, I hear that happens. So I was I was curious about that because like I've been 
I've been writing this thing for like three years now. And it's so crazy because like I've been doing comedy almost eight years. And it's like, it's tough because I don't want to make it like one man showy like a lot of people do. But it has to have a narrative. And that's really tough because I want to be like nerdy about it. and be like, joke, 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 joke. But it's like, no, you, you have to put it in some type of framing, if that makes sense. So like, this goes into this bit. This goes into that. <laughs> it's... It's an interesting thing. So I just love, and I also wanted to ask you this because I'm always curious about people's like goals are like with it. Cause I love listening to albums. Like that's my favorite thing. Like a lot of people love watching Netflix and like that's how they consume their comedy. There's a lot of YouTube specials now that people do. I love listening on Spotify. I love finding different albums. And one of my like biggest goals in comedy to do would just be able to like not totally overkill it, but like sort of in that, like I always, I grew up liking Louie in that, sense of like an album each year like do you have any grand plan of like releasing a new album or is there nothing in the in the I, works for I that thought about it. i don't know right now i don't it's because I, I want to but it's it's i don't it was it, it was it was weird the first time i like it i'm glad it's out uh i don't know i didn't i don't know what my goal was I'm really, that's part of the reason I don't put stuff on the internet, too, is that, like, I'm, I'm very, when I know I put something out, it's good, and I expect, I want everybody else to think it's good, and I hope right. they do, and, and to some extent, I think that I expect it. Right. Because I'm not, I know what I'm, I know what I can do, but when it doesn't hit like I want, it, I take a hit personally. No, it makes sense. Personal. That so, makes totally sense. I don't want to put out a another album unless I feel like it's great and it's something I don't want to use anymore and it's time to retire just like the first one right so yeah it's nothing nothing right now that I want to just like lock on wax uh or anything like that so right uh, as I thought about it I just don't know I could I just don't feel it right now yeah that makes uh, sense it, yeah it's just it's interesting to me just that whole entire like thing of it I guess you know when you do comedy like and the funny thing like I think you can maybe you'll relate to this, I've been talking about it a lot on this podcast, is it used to be when comedians did, you know, comedy, like, there's way more of a, of an arc now that people get to see. Like, people get to watch you, like, when people put their stuff out online, people get to watch you from, like, the moment you start to, like, when you pop. And it used to be that a lot of comedians did their work in the dark. You didn't know them for the first 15 years of their career. And then you saw them on late night, and that's when they, like, got, like, big. Now it's, like, everyone wants to see you from the beginning of, from the beginning stages, like, sort of watch your arc like it's a Rocky movie or whatever. And it's, like, it's, like, you know, and to me, I always think of Patton Oswalt as one of my favorite comics. He, he gives this great advice that I always wish that I took is just to let yourself fail in the dark a little bit because, like, you really should... Like, I don't know if this resonates with you, especially with what we talked about puns top of mind. Like, obscurity is a good thing in a lot of ways. Just to have that period of, like, it doesn't have to be this big showcase all the time. You have to have those moments where you can go through those periods where you're working on your stuff. And you're just, like, no one really has to see that that part. And once you get through it and you can put that stuff out, then it's it's worth it. Yeah, no, and I, 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 I enjoy that thoroughly. I like the fact that I have an album, and I, and I whatever, it's not big time or anything, but right. I can still go somewhere 
and people don't know. They kind of might know me. They kind of heard of me, but they might pretty much don't know me. And then like I can impress them again. <laughs> right. And then it's like, oh, you like that? Well, guess what? You can go listen to this. Right. It's completely different. Like I do kind of. I like the hustle. I like the undergroundness. Right. I like going. I still do weird shows all the time. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not big time, and I don't like being big time. It's we. It's People get lazy in the big time. Right. Uh, and I think... And, and it's, too much, it's too much judgment. I mean, I'm just oh, saying, yeah. like, like I, I just watched John Mulaney. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For sure, uh, me too. Yeah. Not my favorite John Mulaney special. He's totally different energy, but, like, he's going through more. Right. Like, also, any of those comics, like the, the Kevin Hart special, where he did it at his house. Yeah. Like, people shit on that. And it's like, I, what, do you still expect him to talk about the way my bank account's set up? Right, right. Yeah. The thing that's, the thing that's very, like... This is the funny thing, the hard thing that I deal with a lot with my family. So it's very supportive, but like part of what's tough is like, I think everyone that doesn't do stand up or like isn't really familiar with it is it looks way more uh, polished, like in the media that it is in real life. It's very, stand up is very gritty. It's sort of like, it's sort of like we, it's sort of like going back to the wrestling thing. Like everyone views it as WWE, and then you're like, "No, this is like an independent show. This is like, you know, you have to sort of lower your expectations." And that's what I always say. Like, not not to like shit on the venue or anything. Never like anything like that. But you sort of got to take it as like, this is not what you think it is in terms of like setup and everything. It's like right. Yeah, you're watching the business side of the show itself. Yeah. Like. The, the the show you're watching the show you're not watching the the rehearsals right the practice or the come up you're not watching that you're watching the finished product yeah exactly it's a nice venue to do a, a show yeah you should see all the shit places that, he, that they were working for yeah exactly it's like you see that it's like you know to to go through that and it's it's really interesting just that that aspect of it and uh i don't i don't know how it is with you like do you feel like I'm just curious? I always ask people this, you know, recently because I'm just curious. Do you get along with? Do you feel like the comedy clubs in in your area are well run, like, and well, like they treat you well? Uh, but yeah, we don't really have many or any comedy clubs. We <laughs> have venues and bars. Yeah, the same. Way. So yeah, they run like that. So it's. The comedy clubs themselves, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they get a little too, uh, you know, just, just buddy system, you know. Right. The only... They have all their people, but yeah. Yeah. The only problem that I really have with it is it's very, like, they're more focused on, like, selling drinks and selling that stuff. And it's more like, it's more like, uh, in our case, I always say it's like dinner theater with, like, you know, just like a bar and comedy. And it's like the comedy's really not really a big part of it. You know, and if you're a big comedy fan, I think we sort of get stuck in that. We you become like a super fan of it, and you sort of want it to be treated in some type of light. Right. And exactly. you're like, okay, this is how I feel things should be, and then you get to sort of a venue or whatever it's going on, and you gotta like calm down a little bit and be like, okay, this is how it's gonna be. <laughs> and right. Yeah, it's, it's weird because it's inconsistent. Some of them are just so welcoming, and they want comedy, and they love it. Yeah. And some of them are like, I guess you can sell this Tuesday night when right. I have nothing else. Right. And they, they, they just don't care about you. Like, you're, you're, they're going to be open anyway. You might as well have a thing. Right. We'll sell some more drinks over here, so maybe, hopefully. Right. If you don't sell the drinks properly, they won't have another show. Right. Like, 
their existence doesn't doesn't need to be because of you. So right. Uh, that's always hard because we didn't get a lot of places that just don't understand comedy. Right. So and it can be so tough. Like, Cause you yeah, don't. So they're like, I don't care. Well, right. <laughs> yeah. It can be so tough, like the bat, and you, uh, you know, I think that's one of the, the things that's like kind of universal now to like deal with is like, oh, we all deal with that stuff, and we're all just trying to, trying to make it work, which is really like satisfying, gratifying in a way to see, like, okay, people are, you know, dealing with it, because I think that's a big thing, like with me is, seeing a lot of like fear of missing out type of stuff, of like, oh, okay, this looks like, oh, and then you go to like a show like that, and not to like shit on anything. You just be like, oh, this is a lot like more dramatic than I thought it would be. Yeah. Of being there, like you'll 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 want to you'll see a gig and you'll be like, I want to do that so bad, and then you'll talk to the people and they'll be like, that night was not good. <laughs> it's like you know, you sort of grass is always greener. I've noticed a lot in comedy, which isn't bad. It just happens. Like, yeah, I, I'm I'm like I'm still like all the time. I want to do some show. Forgetting that I've seen, I saw it through social media eyes, which are rose colored all the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, just I, whatever. It's, yeah, I'm good, but also I still want to do that show. Like, right, exactly. Being hot garbage. Yeah. Mine, I still want to do shit. Right, and it's always getting that like you know once you get your like I always want to ask this, do you for your, I don't want to get too nerdy about this, but like for your, for your, for your set, is it, is it sort of a thing you've, like what you're currently working on now, is there like an, an overlying theme of like what you talk about nowadays or is it just, you know, pretty, uh, like, I don't know how to word it. Like, do you have a consistent set now that is focused on anything or is it just, you know, anything? It depends. I kind of feel a place out usually. I have X amount of time. I have X amount of I have a bunch of jokes in my head. They tell me how much time I have. I try to hit them with the good ones. Right. They aren't all like overlying. I try and, I try and think that it flows well. I don't know about overlying theme, but I try and keep a good flow. Right. Um, I guess that, that always happens. Like If I have like a short, like if I can just do a short set, like that's always fun. It's always fun when you have the playbook of like the set of like that you can do. You're like, like, okay, I can do this, and it flows into this, and that's fine. And, like, you know, it's really, really fun to always pick those moments. And I see that with a lot of my friends, like, I'll go to a show that they're on, and it'll be like, oh, they picked the, like, they did fine, but they, like, if they pick certain material that, like, you know, I love that they do, like, that's always the, the weirdest thing. Is like, you have the stuff that you like, that you like your friends to do, but they also have their whole way that they do comedy. So it's like, and also, like, I... I don't know if you've ever dealt with this. Like, a lot of what I deal with is, for the longest time, I was doing, like, I didn't have the material that I love. And now I have material that I love to do, but it's just expressing that properly. And, like, showcasing, like, this is my sense of humor. And even if people don't get it, like, and, like, that's my main thing. So I just want people to, like, understand it. Even if they don't laugh, just, like, understand the point of view of it, I guess. Of just, like, I can see why he thought that, that was funny. <laughs>
But I refuse to acknowledge that. <laughs> uh, but I also, I also, like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna feed it to you gently. Right. Um, but in a way you can understand, like, because I don't want to treat you like children or stupid people. Right. But also, you kind of acting like a child and a stupid person. Right. Cause uh, you, I guess you want to keep. Do, get it done stuff all the time. Yeah. Cause you want to keep that that like pace of like, okay, this is what they can expect. And also, like, pe- that's one of the toughest things about comic shows. It's so, like, it's so room to room. And that's one of the coolest things about you being able to do all those shows that I see recently is, like, it looks like you're having a good time. And uh, I don't know if it's a conscious decision or anything, but, like, it seems from, are you being more physical on stage? I try to, so, so. Because uh, I, I get annoyed. I get annoyed with myself standing there because it feels awkward to me. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm also a nervous. Like, I'm kind of nervous, too. Like, I don't understand how people can sit on a stool and tell jokes. Oh, no, me neither. They're completely crippled. Um, right. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So people, I like, I, I, I think it's just a, it's a comfortable, like, it's just, look how cool I am and comfortable right. with this. I'm like, I'm never that comfortable. No. Uh, or cool. I always, uh... The way I put it, yeah, the way I put it is I'm always full in the China shop, like, energy. I'm just like, (laughs) and the the funny thing is just like, once you're in that element of, and I think people want that. They want a naturalness to it, but they want also the the authenticity of, like, what you're feeling in the moment. Like, I don't know if you have this, like, uh, if something goes wrong during your day or you have anything going on, are you uh, able to, like, turn that off and, like, sort of go to work in a sense or are you sort of have your emotions for the day like during your set like if you're upset that day oh, is it is it full little like both. Little, little both I mean usually I like I, I did I did a bunch of theater uh I still do improv but like mm-hmm. I always have a theater mentality too of just like you know it 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 affects you it has to like you have like use the energy like if you had a bad day like you're not gonna be the same except you right. can just be a complete clown Right, like exactly. Have, like, make it work. Do your bit, but like, use the energy. Use yeah. what you have for that day. Like, it just and it can it real. and it can be fun to play with. That's the one thing that I love. Like, especially mm-hmm. with that is like, you know, I, the one thing that I also tell like people who are newer and doing comedy is be be uh, comfortable, become comfortable in like using everything that you have, like. Show your angry side. Show your sarcastic side. Show all the sides of your personality and everything. Because that'll just give you more to play with. You know, if you're... If you go upstage, like, not inauthentically, but, like, if you go up and you play up being a little bit more angry that night or a little more sassy, it affects your bits in a way that can make them really fun to do. And it's just... I love that, adding that to it. And to me, I'm always, like... I always get on myself with, like... Yeah, I always have that thing of like, I used to be like, you know, fight or flight used to like, okay, I'm going to leave as fast as I can. I'm sorry that I offended you. Now I go. Now my only problem is I go t- too hard the other way. And it's like, if you do that, there's only two responses. People either really like that from an audience, or you lose the audience. And you're just like the villain now. You're the heel now of the night. It's like... Sometimes it's like, if you've had a bad day, 
either at work or at home. Yeah. When you have to go to work or home. How would you talk to your boss or a loved one? You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. If you got a shit day at work, if you go home, you can't just take that shit out on a person. Yeah, exactly. So you, that's the same I do with all this. Like, all right, you know, this is weird, but look, I'm going to be as cool as Things would be better with a haircut. Or just, yeah. don't wear these, don't wear this that day. The other you thing. Because it, it ruins your life. You're like, man, when people make fun of me about that, it's like, you are 40. You still remember that? Right. <laughs> you know what I always think would be like the the coolest thing though, if like you talk about like having more time with your what would be really cool is like if you go if you're going to an open mic or like a show that you usually see reoccurring comics like people that you're friends with, I always think it would be cool like if you could use a time machine to like turn everyone to like when they were six years old and just see them do a set at six years old of like who they are because it's totally different. It's like you know what your perspective was then. Like I always think like. What might self think of me like now? <laughs> Stand up. It's such a weird. It's such a weird thing. Of like a younger me would look at me and just be like, oh, oh no. Right. Exactly. It's like, uh, it's like I was big in the full house. I'd be like, you know, Joey Gladstone. That's what you do now. It's like, <laughs> it's like you did not become a Power Ranger. You became a stand-up comedian. Right. Oh. so much for uh for giving me your time again yeah man it's fun i got i like i like to talk comedy i love and, that uh, and wrestling. Yeah. yeah you know you know it's 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 funny uh you know i i love having comedians on it's just tough sometimes because like you never want to like it's the dead frog thing you, you never want to talk about comedy too much but like i love getting into the head of like people do you uh um so did you uh did you watch wrestlemania and all that yeah. Did I did you like it? I thought it was pretty good except it was, for It was pretty good. I mean, I uh I I'm uh I don't know. I'm kind of I'm at an age I, where I like the I like the heels. I like the Bucks and 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 the the, uh, the bloodline. I was kind of saying, yeah. Lost, but I do love Kevin Owens. Like the thing I, the thing I like about Roman, at least now, is like he's is it's compelling now with the story, at least. But he's still like his wrestling is still like it's not bad by any means, like as people used to make it out to be. But like it's still just not my style of wrestling that I love, because I have a very unique style of wrestling that I love. Like my favorite wrestler is Matt Seidel. He was Evan Bourne in WWE. Like. I love a very weird, like, RVD kind of style of wrestling, which is, like, similar to, like, what Matt Riddle does in AJ Styles of, like, where it's technical and it's high-flying and it's striking and it's that. I don't really like watching Roman because it's like, oh, he's just going to do the usual stuff. And it's like, you know, and it's always, you know, now the thing that stuff is just, like, this the smile stuff all the time now. It's like, okay, he's going to cheat to win and it's all this 
And it's like one of the coolest things to me was seeing Cody, who was like, you know, from my perspective as a kid, like he was an okay wrestler. But when he went to like the Indies and like post WWE, he like really changed his game up. And now he's like amazing at everything that he does. And, and, like, and that kind of gets into the other thing of working and failing in the dark. Yeah. Like, that, cause that's kind of what, like, he, he failed publicly at WWE. Yeah. But then he gets, then he goes to you know, AEW and all that and all these, and like, he comes up with this killer persona. Yeah. Like, American Nightmare is so perfect. Yeah. Damn, why did it just come up? Like, because, well, because WWE won't allow anything that Vince doesn't want. Right. But, like, American Nightmare, like, it's a play off your dad's character. Yeah. What? It's so good. And, so, and like, I listen yeah, to the, I, dig it all. I love the theme song. Like, I listen to it, like, all the time. Yeah. I love that song. And it's so great, like, the, the lyric to it and everything. And just, like, talking about his dad. And, like, the thing that's so fun, so crazy to me with that is, like, there's still that bit of it where it feels, it feels so odd to me that there's still that, like, that thing with it that, like, it's kind of impressive in a way that, like, we hear that Vince can be so, like, forgiving in other places, but he's still petty enough to be like, no, Dusty Rhodes, fuck that guy. <laughs> like, right. it's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. I'm just like, you know, it's so funny. Like, I saw, uh, I saw, like, the backstage, like, the footage of Cody entering the arena on WrestleMania. Yeah. And, like, his face, like, you could see that they just told him that he was losing. And it's like, you could just see him and Brandy, like, really uncomfortable. <laughs> and I'm just like, I always wonder, I'm like, is it going to happen? Like, it feels like it's going to happen that they're going to put the title on him somehow, somehow, in I think, well, recent they times. Had new title, yeah. And they had, they had the draft. So yeah. They moved, like, all the whole bloodline was smacked down. Yeah. Um, and they moved him to there. And it's like... I, I think they're still going to sit on him for a little while. Yeah. Uh, they're building him, I hope. Yeah. They're going to bury him. Um, yeah, because if they put that title on him, it's just like, it's going to be like a participation trophy in a way. And it's like, yeah. that kind of sucks. But to me, it's so fitting in a way of like, it happened this way because if you look at, if you look at the, the whole story of how like Vince McMahon and Dusty Rhodes are together, like we're like, you know, he still holds on to that grudge of that guy competed against me. This is his son. You know, I, I did the thing with Goldust. Goldust got over. You know, Stardust, it's such a weird thing of, like, how does that work? And, like, you know, especially it's really funny with how, like, Cody did all the stuff in AEW with, like, the minor, like, jabs at Triple H. They were never bad. They were never, like, super, like, over the top. But it's just interesting now to look at it. Like, oh, you really, you really think about when he broke the state of the, uh, the um, <laughs> use the sledgehammer on the, <laughs> right. on the. It's, it's, they, they did it. They did it well. Like even though he was separate from, like the way they broke some kayfabe but kept it up. Yeah. And then you know they were, you know they they played to the marks, but they didn't treat them like marks. No, they didn't. It was just, it was uh, it's just it was good work on everybody's account. Like I do, I do love that Cody built his whole character he brought it back there i was kind of annoyed because like you build something bigger than that but it's like oh, that's not that much bigger <laughs> right exactly you're, you're, you still need that you still need that big one I, I really here's what i hope uh i hope tony wins the new belt whatever they're gonna call yeah. it yeah uh and he does the whole thing of like this is not what i was talking about and then he goes and he beats roman eventually i think roman's got to get at least a thousand days yeah yeah i know that at the next 
the, the pay-per-view that's coming up is going to be a thousand days. And I mean, yeah. that's really cool that that's sort of done. It really, it is kind of crazy how, how that went. And that's the one thing that I love is the transformation of, especially if you watch him, like yeah. his promos back then compared to now of how much more confident Roman is. It's like, yeah, yeah, and like he even like got better at like, and he even got better at like, talking. And just it reminded me of a lot of comedians that I see. It's like it happens all the time when there's a new comedian on the scene that I've come friends with or that I see. You give them a year or like two years, they're gonna be completely different from when they started, and they'll be way more comfortable on stage and way more. Like, that's what I see with him. He's so much more composed now. He has the whole entire, like, you know, and it's great that he's not wearing, like, the, the, uh, the, like, what's the called? Like, the battle vest anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, once, once he got that off, yeah. they started hearing it a lot. Like, I think they did, like, that was the move. We're like, yeah. he still looked like he was part of the shield. Yeah. Uh, and he was just, like, part of just, like, a group of guys. Yeah. Never, they had to take it off him to make him stand out. And then it just—they—they they also want to throw every belt at him, and because he's big, and that was the thing though. They were like, "Dude, you know you're like big and, and pretty, right?" Yeah. And, uh, we need you to start talking better so we can sell more of your stuff. Yeah, and like he talks very composed, and I love like mm-hmm. the whole facial reactions and responses he has. Like he's great, and like that, like he'll just he'll just the, the be. The table thing is that whole was just the the, the teeth is the best thing they could have done for him. Yeah, for sure. And uh, just, yeah, just, I don't think he he has a lot of uh, natural ability, but when you like just be, it's kind of, it makes me think of uh, Keanu Reeves. Not a great actor, but when you put him in a perfect role, yeah, John Wick, Johnny Mnemonic, you know, in the Matrix, where he doesn't have to say much, right? He shines. Yeah, so I think that's kind of what happened, and then he, he grew. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was, it's so cool to be able to talk about this with people. Yeah, it's, it's so fun, you know, talk about wrestling. It's always yeah. this is. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, I just want to see if I <laughs> asked everything that I had written. Oh, you did um, the one last thing I want to ask. Um, you did uh, the Kenan Thompson Presents thing. Uh, how did that go? What, how did that come about and everything? Uh, yeah, they were, I mean, they, they do how they do it. They come to different towns. And they get people. It was uh, it was weird. Like, it was mm-hmm. fun though. Like, I enjoyed it. Is he, just, is he, like, involved in sort of, uh, like, did you get to see him? Or was it, no, no you didn't get to no, meet he him? He has his, uh, his people who come out and do it and sell it. That he's going to watch them, maybe, hopefully, at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good. I, it was a good exercise more than anything. That's how I'm going to take it. Oh, that's, that's a great way to put it. So, um, this it is... just three minutes of, uh, of good non-cursing material. Uh, um, trying to get it tight. Because, I don't know, just every time you figure it out, everybody's trying to see how to... Oh, how can I do... Oh, I'm not that kind of... Because they really try. Right. So, um, the, uh, this episode's going to come out on, uh, May 20th. Uh, do you have any, like... Dates that uh, are coming up? Uh, I have one yeah, down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's May 4th. May it be with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be in 
the guy who runs shows out here, uh, Love Spots Comedy, Jeff Vance. He's actually uh, been putting on a lot. He's got a lot of energy, put on a lot of shows, mm-hmm. getting good sponsors. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna. I like being a part of his show. So yeah, probably hear some. He's trying to get it more and more and more. I like his energy. Mm-hmm. He may pop up somewhere bigger at some point. I'm hoping he does. I'm gonna help him out with it all I can. But yeah, uh, that's probably the next one I got coming up. If you're in Gonzales. 20 minutes outside of Baton Rouge, y'all. Come on home now. May 4th. May 4th. Okay. All right. That's great. Um, so, um, so, yeah, thank you so much for doing this, man. And, uh, you know, if you ever have anything that you want to promote or anything, just let me know. And, uh, you know, I'm so happy that you were able to do this again and give me some of your time. Yeah, man. It was fun. Uh, yeah. This is fun. I, I enjoy it. I like, yeah, we get to talk comedy and stuff. Yeah. I'd love to definitely... Yeah, I'd definitely love to, like, if I get to ever go to your area, I'd love to see you and, like, stuff, because that's, mm-hmm. that's one of the greatest things about doing this podcast is, like, getting to link up with so many comics and sort of, like, you know, see, like, where everything is. You know, it, it sort of brings yeah. everything clear of, like, oh, this is here. <laughs> like, this is going on. <laughs> Yeah, it's real. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, there's been so many places I've seen people at, and I'm like, oh, yes, cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we definitely try to pick up being here. Um, at New Orleans, Lafayette, Baton Rouge, we try and work together as best as possible. Lafayette, the dude's running stuff out there, putting up killer stuff. He recently had uh, yeah, Sam Talent. He. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Sam's, here, Sam's like real good friends with like the two New Orleans comics, so like, he's real cool. Uh, Martin Norman's coming next week, I believe. And oh wow, was just down here. That's great. Big names like uh, uh, yeah, Jason Leonard, um, Lafayette Comedy. He has he insane, insane names. Yeah, I mean, crazy. Like yeah, I I went like a few months ago. Maria Banter was here. Oh, that's awesome. Name, uh, love Canadian. Oh my god. Yeah, name. Like my top three right now. Yeah, I wanna. I would love to meet him so bad. I mean, it's so funny. I remember I saw him uh, like twenty eleven when I saw uh, when I went to New York and I saw Daniel Tosh with my dad. Uh, he op- he was the opener, and I was like, I felt like such a comedy nerd because I felt like I was the only person in the audience who knew who he was, <laughs> who Kyle was, because <laughs> I had like seen like his album, and I was like, I oh. I love where he is. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Because he's just like, he just do stuff, but he still just hangs. He doesn't have to. He's not, I'm not trying to be crazy famous. Just no. Do shows. And I do a lot of them. And it's I'm just like famous. him, him, Norman, Mark Norman, and uh, like Gary Goleman, who I've met a couple times. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's sort of the vein that, of comedy that I would want to be in. Is like, yeah. known in that aspect of like, comedians respect you and they like you and they know that you're good. But... You're not like, you know, you're not in like TMZ every week. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, I, I, I love seeing Norman do stuff because we kind of started at the same time. Right. Here. Yeah. You talk- um, so like, just, just, I'm glad to see somebody do it. You know, I, mean, I don't have any hate in my heart. Like, I know I'm not on that level. So I love to see somebody who started in the same area of time, like, right. kill it. That's yeah. It's so good. And he's it's probably, like, I don't, I know his relationship with you, but he's probably would be proud of you to come back and see you doing stuff that you're still doing it, you know? 
I think that's one of the things that people love is, you know, when they see someone that stays with it, they're like, okay, this person's being consistent. Yeah. Like, that's a word that I think I would tie in with you a lot. It's just like yeah. consistency. So that's, that, I mean, that's mainly what I try and, what I try and do. It's like, I, I don't know, just, I have my moments where I'm not doing comedy, but like, I still try and do it and be involved and see, cause like the theme changes so much. You get so many new people all the time. Mm-hmm. So like, I just try and be involved in it and let it, and you know, I don't want to ever be like an old dude who just still comes out like angry at these makes That's lame. Right. Uh, you can just keep that energy of like, I love doing this and this is what I do. You know, it's right. it's sort of that that one thing. So uh, thank you so much for doing this. And uh, I'll definitely have to keep in touch with you, see how that, uh, how the uh, show's going. What's your, what's that show called again that you're working on the uh, children's uh, thing? It's uh, Ziggy, Ziggy's Arts Adventures. It's, uh, it's local right now in like our local public broadcast. They're trying to really get it picked up by, like, PBS and maybe... I mean, like, it's competing with Sesame Street, so what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's real good. It's, it's different energy, so... Uh, I hope... I really hope, dude... Uh, the guy, Clay, who makes... He makes all the puppets, too. I really... I, like, that's my main thing about... Mm-hmm. Get it to where he wants it, whether it be big time or stay local. Whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm a... I like adding energy to people. Adding energy. Yeah. That's great. Uh... So thank you so much. Uh, have a nice weekend. Uh, you too, man. Yeah. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. That was my Connery. That was awesome.